Sideboob Cinema is a retrospective movie show for adults only. Educational, satirical, transgressive. It's just entertainment and we're not out to offend, but at the end of the day, Frank Zappa said it best. You either get it or you don't. Roll the tape. Listeners from around the world, Australia, your age of consent is 17 years old. England, your age of consent is 16. The USA, your age of consent is 16 in 34 states, 17 in 6 states, and 18 in 11 states. And finally, Yemen, your age of consent is 9 years old. Lucky you. This is Sideboob Cinema, your <laughs> podcast within a podcast. My name is Ricky Allpark, and joining me are my fellow cinephiles, John and AJ. That's my little PSA for the show today. I'm sorry, I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> hold it. <laughs> Just want you to know, I want well, you to get in hot water. <laughs> Don't want you getting involved with jailbait, you know? Well, I, I, I didn't. And um, in fact, my age of consent personally was, was I was up for it whenever, but it didn't, um, it didn't happen until much later than I, than I wanted it, unfortunately. So that's how it worked out. Interestingly, Pakistan, age of consent. You have to be married. Oh. But the good news is you can marry children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the upside's everywhere. Fat, Fat Girl is the film tonight, 2001. Now, I, I'm not French, so I'm going to say Catherine uh, Brille, but I'm, I'm sure it's probably like Briat or something like that. But I just, I'm, I feel like I want to be parochial and say Brillet. Brillet. <laughs> Catherine Brillet. <laughs> So she's written and directed this movie, uh, 21 years old now, and I I, I I remember this when it was when it was out there. Shocking film, um, short and shocking. Did you see it at the cinema? Not at the cinema, no. On on videotape, <laughs> I think, or probably or DVD, something like that. Uh, so no, I, I, but it was definitely the talk of the town for for uh, a little bit back then. Now I always like to know how you how you, I'll tell you how I watched this shortly. But how did you guys watch this? Uh, I watched it on the couch with my wife. Oh, wonderful! I look forward to hearing about that. I watched it alone, and I think Frank walked in when Bush was on the screen, so he was happy about that. <laughs> he's got a, he's got a, a sense, a, a side <laughs> sense. He knows. He knows when it's good. He's like, oh, I'm, uh, did you did you say something? He's like, no. <laughs> Well, I I went to Perth for a little visit, and um, yeah, just tired all the time, putting the ba- showing the baby around, we're up all night, um, and then like I I watched this like late at night, like cause it was my shift, and I was just like drifting in and out for the first time I had to watch this, and it was um yeah, it was heavy. It was a heavy film to be squeezing in hmm. under those circumstances, but then I knocked it off again. You know, after that, it was fine, but. Um, but I'm fascinated to know what uh, uh, your lovely wife thought of this movie, Ricky. <laughs> um, I, I I think overall she she liked it up until the point at the end. So I, the best the, bit, which we'll talk okay. about. Okay. So are we doing spoil? I guess we have to do spoilers. So the ending is quite shocking, and so I, you know I think that kind of kind that's of that's where she checked out. She ruined it for her. Had her right till the well, end. Well, 
Yeah, I think so. Quand même, on dirait pas qu'on est ça. On se retrouve à l'entrée. Un banana split. J'adore ça. Pour la première fois, je voudrais que ce soit un garçon que j'aime pas. Où est ta soeur Je suis pas payée pour lui servir d'ange gardien. Mais ça va pas la tête. Moi je m'ennuie de 6 à 10. De 10 à 6. De 6 à 10. Putain. Oh, C'est l'adolescence, ça va lui passer. C'est dégueulasse de dire. <rire> Well, how about I explain the movie and we can we can double back to, to the ending, which I think will take up most of our time. Okay, all right, here we go. Anais is very different to her older sister, Elena, okay? Both young girls, both are virgins. Anais is plump. Did, I want to say dowdy and somewhat serious, while Elena, if... If the police aren't listening to this recording, I'd say is, you know, a bit hot in that, you know, whatever. Anyway, let's move on quick. Anyway, the girls are on vac vacation uh, with their workaholic father and self-involved mother. Bored, they get to talking about boys and their respective virginities. Elena believes it's better to be in love with the person that you give it up to, whereas Inez thinks that you should give it up to any old guy and just get it done. Uh, they meet an Italian law student called Fernando at a cafe. And in about 90 seconds, he and Elena uh, haven't just hit it off. They're making out right at the table uh, while, <laughs> while Anais uh, wolfs down a banana split. And <laughs> later that evening, Fernando sneaks into their complex and he and Elena get hot and heavy while Anais watches from her bunk. Fernando wants to go all the way, but Elena is holding out on him despite his promises that he has a good pullout game. He suggests a compromise, and in order to protect her chastity for the moment, uh, he in, they engage in sodomy, uh, which he describes as a, and I know this is your favourite bit, AJ, uh, a demonstration of love. <laughs> okay? So he repeats that phrase several times. Later, Anais has had enough and tells them she wants to sleep. Elena slaps her face, calls her a bitch, and Fernando leaves in a huff. Elena farewells him, and they resolve to go all the way next time. And uh, before he leaves, she goes down on him, but he stops uh, just before he pops his cookies, uh, <laughs> acknowledging that he is risking jail, uh, which is all true. He is very much flying too close to the sun. The next day, Anais, Elena, and Fernando go to the beach, and Anais amuses herself singing... Uh, you know, sort of lying in the wet sand like a like a beached whale, <laughs> <laughs> taking her bathers off and crouching down. Is that because she doesn't have a towel? No, she's taking a piss, I think. She's taking a piss, but she's got the oh. whole outfit off. Well, you know, I I know I, I know confused. people that need to get completely nude before they can take a shit. 
All right. Well, that's a, that's a different deal. So anyway, <laughs> uh, Elena and Fernando get it on in the dunes while, while Anais is doing all that. And later the girls reminisce about their childhood and admit their equal measures of love and hate for each other. Elena reveals an expensive looking ring that Fernando has just given her. So it's a, an engagement ring of sorts. The next morning, Fernando's mother rolls up and talks to Anais and, Anais and Elena's mother, demanding that she return the ring that Fernando gave Elena, calling it a very awkward situation. Uh, the mother, uh, Elena's uh, and, and Anais's mother, is shocked to discover that this relationship has gone on under her nose, and she packs up the girls immediately. The vacation is over, and they hit the highway. It's all very awkward. Elena's upset uh, when her mother says that their father wants Elena to be examined upon her return. Anais was off her food before, but it's starting to get her appetite back, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so it's getting late, and their mother's worn out from all the driving, uh, and so they pull over to a rest stop area. Elena and the mother sleep while Anais has a snack. Suddenly, <laughs> suddenly, a, a dirty-looking man smashes the windshield with a hatchet and hits Elena in the head, killing her instantly, and then strangles... The mother, while Anais watches, Anais exits the car and he approaches her. He takes her to the woods nearby, stuffs her panties in her mouth and rapes her. The next morning, she's rescued by the police and tells them that she wasn't raped. Freeze frame. The end. Yeah. <laughs> Freeze frame. The end. That's the, that's the movie. <laughs> so, AJ, uh, you didn't know this ending was coming. So what, 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 what did you think? I didn't know the ending was coming and I thought that the stuff in the car, like you just kind of assume that they're going to have a car accident. Yeah, the build-up. Like the yeah. build-up is really intense and then when the sister goes to the toilet, is she going to do a runner? I, I, I thought something was going to happen to her in the toilet, like she was going to get raped or something. Because yeah. you, see, you see a guy in a semi-trailer drive past and he's got these mm. grotesque-looking dolls hanging inside his <laughs> yeah. yeah and he's the creeper he's a full yeah. creeper i didn't even put him in keeper or creeper because but is he the guy with the hatchet <laughs> I, I i couldn't tell like no, no. okay mm. that's my one of my questions though like you know where the raper guy comes from but yeah so when it happened did you jump out of your seat were you just like oh what yeah wow yeah yeah it was amazing <laughs> the hit is is incredible too smashing the windshield and the way he just hits her like with the back of the hatchet or something it's just like mm. bonk it's like yep. dull and she's just dead. Yeah. You know? It was incredible. And the way he strangles the mum, like rip, ripping open her, her clothes first and then copping a feel little... of those mm. titties and then... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he strangles her. Hollywood movies that I've watched this time, I wish that the guy would just come and kill these dumb people in this movie, you know, and just ruin and just finish this. And and uh, yeah, so I love it. It's so shocking. And um, a couple of other things, small thing. 
the first shot of the movie over the credits is from the end when she's in the car. So technically, the movie's a flashback. Oh. Technically. Because mm. she's staring forward and singing one of her many creepy songs. Yeah. Yeah. What are these songs she's singing to herself? And Ace, she's singing. Are they David Bowie these... songs? Are they? Oh. Well, if they were, if they are, then I'm back. <laughs> no, because they're sing songs. They're not. They're not. They're not cool songs. They're like they sort of go. Sort of like these. these like, like but they're you know, crazy. nursery rhyme sort of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah they've yeah. got that nursery yeah. rhyme sing some quality, and they've got they've got um, troubling. Um, <laughs> you know. Um, you know, uh, lyrics. Yeah. Car je m'ennuie de 6 à 10, de 10 à 6, de 6 à 6, toute la vie, le jour, la nuit. Moi je m'ennuie si encore je pouvais trouver. This chick's weird. Oh, the casting was incredible. Yes, yes. You'd have to work so hard, I think, to find. These these two actresses, you know, at that age, you know. Yeah, I don't know if it's in your trivia, but but the, I did read that Catherine Bigelow B- discovered this main chick Anace in McDonald's when she was thirteen. That's amazing. While she was chewing on a Happy yeah. Meal, yeah, and just going up to her and imagine going up to her and saying, "I want you to be in a movie," and telling her parents, "And here's the script. Uh, the, I'll give you the last two pages another yes. day." <laughs> Like, yes. know, She's gonna wear lime bathers, oh, lime velvet bathers. Outfits were <laughs> disgusting, like like perfect and disgusting. Yes, yes. Yeah. you know. But she's so interesting because she's, I don't know, she's she's you know obviously interested in the adult world and in relationships and and sex and having a boyfriend or whatever. And that that scene where she's swimming by herself in the pool and she's going from one end to the other, like pretending. <laughs> Like, you know, she's like kissing, <laughs> yeah. like the steps of this little... Um... The metal railing of, of mm. the swimming pool going between that and, and like the, the wooden, uh, <laughs> the bottom part of the, the sort of the diving yes. board yeah, or yeah, something, yeah, yeah. you know? Mm. And then she she's going back and forth and saying like, oh, yes, like they're her yes. lovers, you know? <laughs> like she's having yes. an affair. Yeah. Having yeah. an affair. And then she goes up to the the, 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 the pool at the end and she's like kissing and she goes, oh, you disgust me or something. <laughs> Be yes, with you. Yeah. you know, it's so yeah. complex and, and exactly <laughs> grotesque. Yes. Yeah, complex and grotesque. N'est-ce pas que mes lèvres sont douces et que j'embrasse bien? Oui, tu es mon fiancé, mais je ne veux pas me marier tout de suite. Eh bien, vous prenez les commandes et vous vérifiez, c'est simple. Parce que maintenant que je sais que je plais, je veux connaître d'autres expériences. And there's people all around her. Yes, they don't care. They're not. They don't. No. They're not. Actually, that's the thing: is that the parents are fucking selfish and self-involved, yes. and no one's mm. paying attention. Mm. You know, which was what it was, used to be like. <laughs> well, that was yes. one of my questions: was this is this like a sign of of parenting in the early two thousands, or is this a French thing? They're they're affluent though. Aren't they? I mean, they, it doesn't come across. They're not like, you know, um, aristocracy, but they're comfortable. Yes, yeah. mm. You know, they're doing okay. Mm. They're not they're not flashy, but um, I think it's the bourgeoisie yeah. again. Mm. You yeah. know, rearing its ugly head again, mm. <laughs> and we get this this sort of it's more pronounced there because they are particularly not interested in what yeah. their what their 
daughters mm. are doing. Yeah. You know? Um, so, but I thought it really did capture a uh, really uncomfortable stuff. Like, have you ever been on holiday when, you know, like at a formative stage in your life and you've seen like, you know, a girl or a guy or whatever, you know, uh, around the complex and they become a character in your story, you know, in your, of, of you at away. Mm. You know what I mean? Like they're at the place, you're at the place, they're the same age or whatever. And, and then you form this sort of pathetic narrative where you like, you, you know, you ask them out or go for a walk with them or something or hang out with them. And, and like, and I'm saying to have like my girl type adventures, not sodomy. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's not what I'm saying. Not a demonstration of love. Demonstration of love. That's, that's what I want now. Whereas like then... You know, I just wanted my girl stuff. So, and th- but then they leave and then it's game over. Like, I remember, you know, I've got all oh, just spine tingling stuff. Like, and I was young and pathetic, so, and soft and the rest of it. And, um, uh, like you go to the darts room hoping that per- the chick will come back, you know, and then like you talk and it'll be, or whatever, and, and nothing happens. She just leaves. So you never see her again. And I thought this movie really did capture that yeah, yeah. being away and that awkwardness. And, and yeah, and yeah, and in this narrative, you're the, um, you're the donkey. And there's someone your best, your friend or your sibling or whatever is the is the the Chad or the the hot mm. person, and they they've got effortless, you mm. know, um, skill in that area, and you're just like, oh god, like um, you're the mule. Yeah, you are. So I mean, I <laughs> thought, she gets called. I thought, you know, well, she says all sorts of stuff. She says, mm. you know, don't just stand there, you lump. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wrote lump down. Lump, fuck. <laughs> One of the alternative titles of this this movie, I think, is. Is it whale or beached whale or something? Something, something like that. I was like, why? Why does this movie Fucking have rough. so many names? Excuse me, uh, excuse me, Miss. I really want you. I saw your daughter uh, in this McDonald's. I really wanted to be in the movie. Uh, it's called the Beach Whale. Uh, I'm thinking of some other titles. It could be uh, the Fat Fucking Pig. Uh, who is your daughter? Uh, but or maybe just fat girl. I don't know. It could be anything. I will give you a McDonald's budget so yeah. she can keep eating McDonald's yeah, for the don't, next don't few months. Don't lose a pound. <laughs> well, you definitely couldn't do this fat shaming stuff now, could you? I mean, the way they make fun of her eating is like, and, and her weight. Well, her plates compared to everyone else. <laughs> No, but it's a message. That's the thing. Like, it's it's not even fat fat shaming because I mean no. it's it's quite complex in a way. Like, the there it's it's a it's it's a lack of care from mm. from the from the adults because cause, and the, and her body's just perfect because she's not that obese really by modern standards. Mm. Like like she's she's portly and and out of shape, but she's not like. I mean, we've seen a lot bigger, you know. Like, she's and not, so on my six hundred pound life. Well, she's just right. in that awkward stage. Yes, she is. But yeah. but but the parents, are, everyone's feeding her when they shouldn't mm. be, and um, and so that. But that's something you wouldn't be able to get now. I mean, I was just you know when I was in Perth, we were all sitting around watching one of one of Katie's relatives' house, and they put on music videos, and we had to sit there and watch music videos. This person, this woman, is a this middle-aged <laughs> woman, like, and we had to watch these music videos, and then she's like, "Oh, I love Ed Sheeran." I'm like, "Oh my did, god!" Did Wack? Did Wack? And I was come saying on? stuff. I was saying it didn't, but Lizzo came on, <laughs> and I was just like, "I was just like, look at this fucking pig," you know, like, <laughs> look at this disgusting thing, you know, and like they were saying, "Oh, 
so so funny so so this and that and i'm like oh god what are you talking about like so i mean (laughs) the whole lizzo thing is that is to me where we're at like all the sports illustrated we talked about all this stuff but but it's you know there's 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 a dual narrative because the thing is the world is still the world and we we still live in the same world everyone pretty much feels the same stuff they always felt you can there's just a public there's a bifurcation going on and there's a minority of if you want status in Palo Alto or a couple of elite places, then you have to say that that's what's illustrated trick is, you know, that she's a 10. You have to go, she's a 10. She's certainly not, yeah. a, she's, she's not a, she's not a four. But she they still wouldn't f- date her though. No, but that's the thing. She, but you've got to say she's a 10. They, they don't want mm. you just to say, oh yeah, she's got a pretty face, but like, you know, Sports Illustrated, like if I saw her at a bar or whatever, like, yeah, definitely. Like, but this is Sports Illustrated. So if in, within this fantasy, you know, she's not um, uh, Gigi Hadid or whatever, or whatever the fuck her name mm. is, Bella Hadid or whatever, I don't know. Um, so it's like, it, this whole thing is, you're right, this wouldn't be done now. Um, and... Uh, but I don't, but but that but we're you know that's a shame because it's 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 a complex message I think the whole movie is complex. Uh, I loved the scene where they were in bed together, the girls, and when you really have that connection with your sibling, mm. and and then it changes. She said the wrong thing, and then she got mad again when she showed her the ring, mm. and it's just those little points that you're really close to each other, and then. It changes. Mm. Well, it's vicious as well. They were, lo- they were, they, they were, they had a love, but also a viciousness. You know, where they, yeah, the smacking of faces and stuff. Was, yeah, which was great. You know, but yeah, this they they, they articulate it quite well. She says, she says like, you know, yeah, I love, I, I love you, and I, I loathe you, and I, and I love you all mm. at once. You know, and um, it's it's exquisite, and the and the and the torture as well, like. Inviting a guy to the room and your dowdy sister has to listen to you get railed. I mean, that's just the worst. That's a nightmare. And the you fact know? that she knew she'd be awake. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But that, yes. that whole scene, and it's a long scene as well, um, I think that that's just masterfully written because it, it it's the mm. sex is so awkward and he's like, like mm. put, putting the heat on obviously trying to get something mm-hmm. and just saying the worst stuff mm. and, you know, just, <laughs> you know, it's just, and, but it's so realistic, I think, as well, you know, like mm. there's this early sexual yes. encounters that, that, that uh, yeah, that women must go through and, and you know, and, and, and young guys too, trying to, trying to do whatever they can to get it. You know. mm. Well, it's funny you should say the authenticity because I said Fernando's weaseling for whatever he can get is so painful to watch. And if there's a man listening to this who says he hasn't pulled some of this shit, he's fucking lying. Like, <laughs> that's why it's so painful. All the stuff he said, he was just like, he was just doing emotional blackmail, yeah. just lies, just like, mm. you know, just, just, um, uh, he was doing like, uh, uh, brinksmanship, you know, where you say, and he was saying like, oh, like if you don't like, it's what salesmen do. So, so he says like, oh, like, you know, if you don't if do it, if we, if you don't give me, you know, if you don't go the whole way with me, I'll have to find someone else. Yeah. Someone else and that's not mm. right. That's disgusting. You know, like, <laughs> uh, like that's, that's what a salesman says. Oh, that's mm. a good TV. Like, you know, I've just had someone looking at it. So, at it, so you better you know, yes. get it. So, you know what mm. I mean? Like, it's 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 just such disgusting weasel behaviour, and and I thought and I felt that 
Um, this is this this is what we're losing in the fire. That's that is what we're losing in the fire because of the because of the the aspiration drive that everyone's on, where everyone's like, oh well, you know, they're just constantly trying to 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 give you the best case scenario of the, of the 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 trans disabled, I don't know, like chick who's the CEO, uh, where. You know, that's a very specific character. I think that would be an interesting story, but not the way these people would do it. They never do it that way. They always do it like sassy. It's always sassy. Mm. It's always the person's like doesn't have any problem with any of those things. Like they're not, they're not, they're not worried that um, they haven't gone through the full transition and are, and are having medical problems the rest of their life. They don't want to not be disabled. You know what I mean? Like all mm. that they, they they never deal with those things. So there's no we, inner conflict. No, so we so we don't get these this this authenticity. You know, and I think it just occurred to me. I'll finish this point. Get your ideas because I think that Catherine Brelay has balls of steel. You know, we don't need gay people playing gay people. You fucking idiots. You know, we need <laughs> we need artists with balls of steel who put these uncomfortable truths, like Fernando saying all that stuff, mm. uh, uh, on put them on screen for us and taking that risk. And your response, by the way, to of watching this movie should be when you recover from the shock and awe of all the stuff you've seen. Your response should be thank you, thank you, Catherine. I appreciate the courage you've shown in giving me uh, not what I want, but what I need. Mm. Um, I'm not going to cancel you or start a change.org petition to destroy your life. <laughs> instead, instead, I'm going to make my own movie or have the decency and self-knowledge to recognize this is not a documentary and that any bad feelings or offense that, uh, that uh, I arrived at were my own choice and there's nothing actionable past that point. I'm free to walk out at any point. I can give a bad review. I can make my own, as I say, I can make my own movie or I can fuck off, you know? <laughs> There's no other sensible option, you know? So I, this really just hit home. I just watched it and I went, oh, wow. This is the authenticity mm. because you'd bring up this scene in the script, or you know, and you know what they'd say. They'd say, they'd start, well, I don't even think they'd entertain it. I think they'd just no. say... Well, they they, they would start sanding off all the rough edges, you know, and then and then mm, by yes. the end of it, you'd, you'd have... But adding in other stuff, they'd add yeah. in, they'd go, okay, well, Anais needs to be, she's non-binary, she's definitely non-binary. And you go, what does that add to this? Well, she's just, just no representation. And you go, look, that's not the point, you fucking idiots. Mm. And, it's and like, Fernando it, can't get his cock out. No. He had a full erection. No, that was that was a fake cock, though. Of Is that in trivia? Yeah, yeah. It was a prosthetic penis, and it. it, it so we're bringing this forward. Yeah, <laughs> but, but no, but I spotted it straight away because it was too low. It it looked like it was coming out of his thighs. You, you know. Knew. You knew. I knew. You looked at it, and you looked at the you you looked at the angles, and you went, <laughs> "Yep, I know. doesn't add up." Doesn't add up, mate. Doesn't that? I'd, I'd stake everything that that's a fake cock. <laughs> Just so your wife wasn't getting too hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're never that big. That's they right. don't look like that. <laughs> venga, venga. That is a total fake cop. So don't you get any ideas? All right. But I like that, that. I love that. But that brings up a whole other thing because Nymphomaniac's got a similar uh, thing where they use a fake, a fake, a fake cock at one point or something. I love that. That is. That's that's so strange. That, like, what's the difference? It looked yeah, real. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Most most people will just you know 
would just think it was a cock. So, you know, yeah, what is the difference? Mm. So what are we talking about here? We're talking about, you know, well, well that actually you brought up a whole other can of worms, like the now the intimacy coach. Yeah. So mm. now there'd be this other person on set dealing with these professional actors and coming up with all these weird throw salt over your shoulder rules and coaching mm. them into being assaulted and being offended. So you got to go... Like they wish, like like in the nineties. In the nineties, there was this big like um, uh, therapy movement about like where it's like I'll oh, go into your childhood and maybe yes. hey AJ, maybe you were diddled. Yeah, maybe yeah. you were diddled. Look into look into this mm. uh, this watch. You follow this watch, and then I go maybe you were diddled, and then you go you wake up and you go, oh hang on. I was different. You go up to your dad, like you're, you're, who's like never done anything wrong in his life, and you go, "Hey, dad, I was done diddled," and he goes, "And he goes, hey, what do you mean?" And you go, "Yeah," and he go, "And you go, I don't know whether you were involved, but you might have been, weren't you?" And he goes, "I don't know, maybe." Yeah. So that the whole movement's been debunked. And what this these these intimacy coaches do, I think, is they get in their ear and they go, "Oh, oh, yeah," because like, yeah, but. That's great. So, so you put your leg here, and we'll do this, and it's all about. So, you say this word, you say that word, and then you whisper. She whispers in the ear, and if if anything, if you if if you see anything hard in those pants, then it, you know that that's rape, right? Like, and then like so, just coaching everyone into it, and then what do we get? We get the the um. Uh, that Frank Langella recently. I told you the story about the chick who, I don't know, like he touched her leg and that mm. wasn't in the script or something. And then she walked off set in the movies. And then the Isn't movies. Is this the Bill Murray thing? No, that's a something else. He just did a joke. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> so, so that's different. Same yeah, shit. Though. Yeah. But, but <laughs> also they, they would, the, the intimacy coach would want to know exactly what would happen moment to moment. And if there was any deviation yes. from what mm. was planned, then you'd be in, in big, in big trouble. And, and they go, let's go back to square one. Mm. Are you crying in the film or in real life? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> but you know, actors, especially when you're ta going for multiple takes, you might try shit out. You might take a risk, you know, to for, for no, a particular no, no. thing. You know, I'm not talking get about... Get the butter. Get, get the butter out. Um, but I was thinking, like, after I saw this film, like, I think as Matt Damon and Cosmo Kramer once said, levels. Oh, Jesus. Levels, Jerry. Levels. Okay. So a pat <laughs> on the butt is different, is, is on a different level then smashing an axe into a windscreen, instantly killing your sister, and then grabbing your mum's <laughs> boobs before strangling her to death and then raping you on the side of a deserted highway. So, you know, mm. I wonder, is is that kind of the theme of the film? Because like, basically the two female characters, they're, they're both raped, technically, but, you know, the, the, the awkward sexual encounters earlier in the film are different from the film's, like, final kill-rape scene. You know, can we say that in 2022, that, there's, that those two things are different? Well, you have to go, yes, hold that thought for a sec, because I would argue, see, you're playing by 2022 rules, which is good, because that's what this is all about. <laughs> you, 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 know, you know that you're not allowed to look at anything other than that. You have to always go, what happened today? Okay, and you look at, like, Last time in Paris, that didn't happen today, so therefore, it immediately it's got to be it's got to go it's got to go. So, but if you look within the logic of the movie, you raise a good point. 
we begin by by them giving us the, what how they want it to go. They're both virgins. One of them says, "I want to, I want, so, I want to give it to someone who loves me," mm. and 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 it's going to be great. Essentially, is what I'm assuming she's thinking. And then Anais says, "No, I think you should just get it done with someone, any old guy or whatever, right? Any old, any old murderer." Yeah, no, but <laughs> murders your family. No, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. She, uh, uh, Elena says, I love you. He says, I love you. So by all intents and purposes, you know, by, by, you know, we know it's lust, but they think it's love. They, they say all the words, they go through all the motions and torture a nace with it. But we're led to believe by some of the way it's shot at the very end that not only did she enjoy, somewhat enjoy her rape at the end, I'm, that's a big call, but she, um, she got what she wanted. Mm. She said what she wanted, and she got what she wanted. So, so in storytelling terms, that is that's a fucking hero's journey, man. Like that's that's like she said, I wanted this, <laughs> and then I got that, and that's why she said that she didn't get raped. She didn't get raped, and then you've got to sit in that and just enjoy that, you know. <laughs> but, but as to your point of what, like, are there levels to you know? Because that's the thing, like. The, the final horror does put everything else into perspective earlier because then you go, oh, well, you know, I don't know. Like all of the stuff with Fernando and that, is is that such a big deal? I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Maybe. Th- but then again, words of violence. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so Matt Damon, he's still cancelled then. Gone. Yeah, well, actually, I mean, I know we've got a Me Too meter, but <laughs> I, it's, I, often for, I often forget that, that yeah, this is – that, that – uh, a pre Me Too film, yeah, you yeah. know. I mean, it's so obvious mm. to say that, but like this, that that whole thing has changed the whole landscape, you know. Um, and now this obsession with consent, consent, consent. I think I heard that word like I don't know, like never when I was growing mm. up. <laughs> and like, and now, you know, I mean, humanity's been around for how long? Mm. And then in like fucking couple of years, people act like this thing, this word is like. I don't know. The, we, we, we'd have, there was no living before it. Mm. There was no living and dying before the word consent. Do you know what I mean? But technically she consented. That's the awkward part. That's the part that's hard. Do you mean an digest. No, the other one. Elena. Mm. Mm. She did. But, oh, but they would argue, yes. they would argue, but she was under the age of consent. She couldn't consent, you know, and, and, and the power dynamic, he's older you know, even if well, she did consent, it wasn't same. consent. Mm. No, but we know the power dynamic is is still in. Uh, it's like it's still enacted. If if you're 26 and um, Sam Neill's fucking yeah, 43 yeah, or whatever right. in mm. Jurassic Park, it's still the same rules. Mm. It doesn't matter that you're an adult. It doesn't matter. It's still disgusting. You know, and got to be stamped out. That's why this whole thing's a joke. That's why Me Too's a joke. That's why the whole thing's a joke. Okay? It's a joke. He's lost it. People no, lost it's a it. fucking joke. The whole thing's a fucking joke because they've ruined it. They've, ruined, they've got good points. You've got good points. You go, they go, fuck, man. No one should have to suck a dick to get to, to win an Oscar. And I'm like, yes, no one should have to do that. And they're like, yes. And like, fuck, like, you know, blackballing Mira Savino, that's fucking bullshit. I'm like, yeah, fuck that shit. And then they go, yeah. And then, <laughs> You know what? And you know what? Laura Dern, Laura, like Laura Dern and Sam Neill, like the, the, he was way older than her in Jurassic what? Park. And then you go, what the fuck are you talking about? And they go, I just, you know, didn't you ever think that like that was that was a bit inappropriate? And I'm like, I was looking at the Raptors, man. Like 
You fucking idiot. So they ruin it. They ruin the whole thing with this garbage. They they go too far. This is the problem with us people all on the left, all on the center left, right? We can't control the lunatics. And they ruin everything. So we, we don't get levels. That's why when Matt Damon says something normal, when Matt Damon, just a, you know, a fucking lefty, like, Greenpeace guy who just loves, probably gives heaps of money to all these charities, when he says, yeah, you know, like, some levels. Married just, a waitress. Yeah, well, there you go. Had four kids to a waitress. There you go, but not good yeah. enough. Not and good. all he says is, I don't say, you know, the word fag anymore. <laughs> I don't say it anymore. And then everyone goes... Oh, fuck. Well, how fucking dare you admit that you used to say that word? And he's like, well, I'm saying I don't say it. And they're like, well, no, we hate you more now. Okay? Yeah. And fuck Liam Neeson too. Uh, yeah, <laughs> same <Liam> thing. <laughs> same, same thing. That's right. Uh, so anyway, these people are fucking lunatics, Is I think is the message. That's the message. Said by a lunatic. Yeah, yes. <laughs> well, all right. So keeper or creeper tonight. Ooh. Look, you know, it's really, it's really simple and and stark, I think. So I, 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 we've got two great, great guys. I think. So the first guy uh, is Fernando. He is our our law student. So, you know, I'm just going to keep it short tonight. So young, mm. all right. So virile. what do we say? He, he's sort of like, <laughs> yeah, he is virile, definitely <laughs> young, virile, Italian. So mm. that's that's a that's a whole thing, mm. you know. Like you're either you're into it or you're not. Um, you know a bit of Italian, so yeah. that could be good. Could be. It's the language of love. He knows what he wants straight away. That's true. So when it's on, it's on. He just wants pussoir. He does. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think uh, he's sort of, well, yeah, I don't know. Like he's, um, he comes on quite strong. Mm. Um, and, you know, he, he seems to be, well, it's a tricky one. I want to say he's he's... He he could be into commitment, but then again, I think I think that he might be a bit of a fuckboy. Just saying the right things at the right yeah, time. Yeah, but I don't know. So that's Fernando. Uh, you've got his vibe. Now, mm. the second guy, I think this is what Ricky was talking about. It's all about like putting stuff in perspective. So this is hatchet killer guy at the truck stop. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> so... I've just got a couple of things. We don't know much about this guy. He's got an so, intense stare. In, well, look, indeterminate age. So I don't, I don't know. He could be 40, 50, whatever. Um, average build, hair, uh, hair medium length. <laughs> got to talk like it's a, like it's a yeah. talking Crime to the cops. stoppers. You know? Yeah. Silent type. It's true. <laughs> so, you know, not a lot of chat. <laughs> Maybe that's good. Whereas Fernando, he doesn't shut up. That's true. Um, works with his hands. <laughs> Could say. <laughs> I guess. It's quite strong. Strong, definitely. But this is the big one. This is the, I think I should leave it here. Spontaneous. <laughs> <laughs> so, anything could happen. You know. So anyway, that's very two very different different guys. I think you can compare them. So we've got Fernando and um, Hatchet Killer guy. <laughs> All right, keeper or creeper? Well, Fernando in the second scene where he meets the dad, I thought he looked a lot hotter then mm. than the first scene. So maybe keeper in that scene, but creeper all the way through. I couldn't I couldn't hear the 
a demonstration of love so many times. (laughs) (laughs) And then there was no lube. No lube. (laughs) And that is troubling. Like they didn't cover that. Like he just went straight in. That that is like. It's rough. It's it's ungentlemanly in the least, very least. Mm. All right. Well, that's sort of a, it's a half point thing. Yeah. And Hatchet Killer, um, yeah, I guess, I guess a creep. <laughs> you guess. <laughs> he nearly got there. He nearly got there. The I like panties spontaneous. Is, yeah, that was yeah. the panties thing is is, is something. You know, like he's he's so, he's he does a lot to get over the edge. You know, like he doesn't mm. needs a lot mm. to happen. Kinky, yeah, kinky, but also he picked her and he so let her live. He let her live. He killed the hottest sister and the mum, and yeah. arguably they were they were you know conventionally more sought after. Mm. So he's sort of got um, I don't know like an eye for detail. Or something. He's been reading too many current Sports Illustrated. <laughs> he's he's down. He's into Sorry, it. not beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's some trivia for you. Uh, Fat Girl was banned in Ontario by the Ontario Film Review Board in late 2001 um, for all the obvious reasons. Uh, a man was arrested by Canada Customs uh, Agency in July of 2003 for importing a copy into Canada on the grounds that the movie constituted obscene material. Uh, the film was unbanned later in the same year so arrested then they were like okay we'll unban it but i don't know what happened to that guy he's probably still got that on his record but um when released on home video in the uk the end scene was cut by one minute and 28 seconds and the film was completely banned in ireland it could still be banned. so basically the one minute 28 was just that just the um, end a screenshot yeah The freeze frame at the end. Yeah, the freeze frame, sorry. No, I think probably the rape scene as well. Oh, no Yes, uh, and like I said earlier, Fernando wore a prosthetic erect penis. Uh, In South Korea, this is the first movie to be passed containing sex scenes with nudity. Previously, due to strict censorship, all sex scenes that included nudity had to be edited or deleted. Now, I've got to say... The South Koreans, they're making up for lost time. I mean, I've seen some yeah. some Korean <laughs> movies that have come out, like, after 2001, and they're just fuckfests. Yeah, they're here to play. They are. Yeah. They're making up for lost time. <laughs> yeah. um, yep. Anais's mother in real life uh, lied to her about her dog dying in order to get her to cry for the crying scenes. <laughs> See, that's, that's rough. That is, that's the stuff that is really... See, I'm not about that. I think that's terrible. We see we don't. That ruins everything. Tricking, we can't have tricking on the set. In my yes. opinion, I'm not about mm-hmm. that. So uh, the director, um, she had a big concern about censorship, uh, and here's a quote: um, "I had a big concern about censorship because in the last scene you could see Anais's breasts. I actually wanted her not to have breasts, but her body changed between casting and the end of shooting. It's funny that if she'd been flat-chested, it wouldn't have been an issue. Um, mm. I don't know about that. Mm. I think it would still be an issue. Issue, but you know, maybe <laughs> it goes back to what we've been saying the last couple of weeks: like art house titties, you get away with it. Mm. Non art." Art house titties, you don't. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Well, she's, yeah, I don't know. She's, she's, 
Yeah, put her foot in it there. And uh, my last piece of trivia here, in the films, the film had an alternative ending where Anise is at the doctor's office getting examined. When the doctor asks her why she lied about being raped, uh, raped she sits up and claims that he doesn't have to believe her if he doesn't want to. Mm. That line's still in the movie. Mm. Yeah, yeah, we don't need, we don't need that scene. Glad it's mm. not in there. So, I don't know. Like it's the the the, the unsayable thing. We might as well, you know, because about about this movie, you know, you got to ask yourself the question: Is there any case in which, you know, teens or or, or legal children or whatever, or underage performers should act in these types of stories? Bearing in mind that we all might say no, we might go no, 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 definitely not, definitely, definitely not, but clearly. In some contexts and some cultures and whatever, somebody said has said yes because we watched this movie. So we have to reckon with, um, you know. So if it's inherently abhorrent to do this, then like, and just to, I'll give you the ages in a second. Why did the filmmakers and the parents, the guardians, agree to it? Do you know what I mean? Because so Anais and Elena. So Elena is about eighteen or nineteen. Okay, so she just looks young, right. um, uh, which is a common trick. You do that, um, and that's you know we're all fairly comfortable with. It. I mean, even Scream does that, but they didn't put much effort into having them look young. They were like, twenty mm. nine, sure, you can be in it." Uh, whereas Anais probably ended up being fourteen, you yeah. know, and um, and I don't know. It brings up to me different different you know debates people have had o- over the years. Different, they're all different times. They're all different weird things. But you know, Jodie Foster in Taxi Driver. Apparently, mm. she had. You know, a lot of dealings with um, psychologists, and presumably her parents signed off, and they, they all did it that way. There's the the Nirvana baby. You, you know, the cover of the Nirvana album. He oh, is he know, trying to sue them not, or something? Yeah. So he was yeah. he filmed as a baby, and he's like, you know, and I even saw this on the fucking Good Wife or the Good Fight or whatever they did a, a version of this story. Uh, he's he's not happy with that, presumably for consent reasons and and whatever. Um, Bill Henson, uh, photographer in uh, mm, Australia, who filmed Dreamy. You, did you say your mate? <laughs> I used to, I used your, to your live neighbor. a couple of houses from him. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, cameras all over the house, didn't he? Around, yeah, he was very security room. conscious. Yeah. So yeah, the the police uh, raid his gallery at one point. So he's and I've seen you know his picture books. They're they're sort of like uh, pubescent you know teens sort of like bowie like um yeah androgynous sort of like to a certain degree but but just um uh pale dreamy nude you know adolescence like nothing sexual really not really like they're all just you know un- un- unabashedly artsy Mm. Um, so i don't i don't know what what the deal is there but i guess the i just you just think about it like this movie i mean at the end of the day you know you can say what you like you can say oh well you know it's all it's all about board but but you know is it okay to portray teen sexuality in a non-pornographic way because this isn't pornography i don't i don't think uh but in which a chubby may or may not eventuate yeah (laughs) well the interesting thing is if you apply 2022 logic to it right so tell me more (laughs) so (laughs) You cannot play a gay man on screen if you're not gay yourself, right? So if okay, so Philadelphia Two, I was going to be cast yeah. in it. <laughs> Gone. Go no, I'm not. I'm no, not it I has can't to be, be a gay man. So could you then apply that to age? You know, 
the 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 chicks in this are supposed to be what fourteen and sixteen. Okay. You know, how dare you cast a twenty-two-year-old to play a sixteen-year-old? You have to be the thing that you are on screen. Well, Tom Hanks would say, you know, we've entered this new age of authenticity. Isn't that great? After he's got his two Oscars, and he <laughs> and he was able to do it. <laughs> he was able so, to do it playing a gay man and playing full, full retard. retard. <laughs> so it's yeah look it's it's it is a troubling thing i mean look it's obviously i think that to be i think the best way around this for me on screen is i would prefer you know i know it's a for me it's yeah i would, I would prefer the 18 plus actress you can find slight looking ones if that's the if it's important to the story because you can tell a million stories that require that type of thing i'm not talking about you know oh you know let's get her in the school outfit let's do you know baby one more time mm. sort of stuff i'm talking about yeah these sort of sexual odyssey or these you know abuse or whatever the fuck it is it could be any anything that requires transgressive stuff that 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 you, you need that that going on i'd prefer it that way i mean the actual uh you know young person thing i mean catherine Brillet's fucking gangster crazy like that's just like you're dealing with the parents and mm. you are dealing with someone's real life this kid it's her real life you know and showing her i mean film sets and tv sets are no place for children by the way no mm. place mm. for children like and if you've got kids and you know and they're like oh they're going to be starring in this thing no don't do it say don't do it it's not worth it mate like like they be they're just adult um environments and it's not appropriate at all i know this 100 percent. do you think it would be different if the director was male yes <laughs> yes Mm. I do. I think it would be, you know, we the stories would be coming out now of of you know whatever they'd be mm. just like, yeah, it would be different on every level. I think. Mm. I think that's the the reason this movie, and but that's the joy as well. Like I don't I don't say oh damn like you know I wish men could tell these stories. I'm like I what I love about about female directors is their ability to tell these uniquely female stories. Mm. Like these these are stories that that I. You know, and because I'm not um, closed-minded like most people on the modern left, I enjoy uh, watching um, stories from people who aren't like me. And in fact, um, the left can suck my balls well, once again <laughs> because I watched a movie about an overweight uh, French teen girl and I felt her experience. Mm. And yet, I, yet I am not a teen teen girl in France. Mm -hmm. So lived experience loses again. And every time you feel the pain of a character unlike you, the ridiculous notion of lived experience and representation falls apart. You know, just watch content from all around the world. I say, um, you know, if if it's if it's of primary importance that everyone deserves to see themselves on screen, then the cinema of Hong Kong and India and France and Iran are discriminatory. And I think they should be banned or whatever the authoritarians usually do. But. <laughs> But yeah, no, I think you've raised some interesting, interesting, um, you know, questions there. I just feel like, I mean, what do you think, AJ? What's the deal? How how uncomfortable were you with with what was going on? Yeah, I was uncomfortable, but I loved the movie. I thought it was brilliant. I think this is one of the best movies we've watched. Well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ready for this kind of unabashed praise. <laughs> was it was it better Are than Beach Girls? Side Boob Cinema. Better than Hard Bodies. <laughs> side Boob Cinema. You listen here, people. Sideboob cinema is all grown up, <laughs> all right, because we're feeling things that That's we've right. never felt before. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that it would have been hard 
if she was um, older to portray being uncomfortable in your skin at 14. And you are weird and you do look weird and she was weird. Talk about authenticity. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. incredible. Yeah. Everything about it, just, just like yeah, her face, her body, the clothes, the f- eating the food, mm. it was just too, it's spine tingling, you know. And, and I guess that's, it's a level and the fact that it, it is, you said it, it's uncomfortable and brilliant. And mm. if it was done by a mainstream, it would, no, it, it wouldn't be attempted by a mainstream Hollywood. No. They wouldn't no, be able to do it. Do they wouldn't be able to do it. It's impossible. Mm. Nothing. No, they wouldn't get. And therefore, what do those people do when they if they ever stumble upon this? Like if they if a watch like those execs or whatever, do they watch this and they just go, like they don't know what they're looking at? Like it's like they're looking at a magic eye image. No, they don't it's know. foreign. Yeah, they're just like yeah. No, I, I don't think it's American foreign. film executives watch any foreign films whatsoever. Yeah, I know some. I should ask them. Um, I know that they they read a lot, and but I think that they're so busy in their own ecosystem that they don't have time, mm. you know, because it's seen as extracurricular, like if you're all about foreign stuff as well. But foreign is where you get the one. I think the problem I was, was talking to a friend over, while I was in Perth recently, and uh, the big problem that we're facing this today is that people are focusing too much on America. Mm. The internet is America. Mm. We all, ex, America exports its ideas, good and bad. So, you know, we all do BLM and say, stop shooting us, and when, even though the cops don't have guns in the UK. So, like, America exports all its ideas. And But if you're watching stuff from all over the world, like if you're, you know, or even, I, I always say movies, but but let's just say if, you, if you're watching TV shows, like if you watch, you know, the uh, Gamora or... Um, yeah, Squid Game, I guess if we're going big, but but anything from other countries, Elite, which is a Spanish high school show or whatever, like they're all just TV series. But if you watch these shows, you're, you break all the rules because you're watching stuff that isn't your lived experience. There's no representation from you. Um, uh, so I think all this crap about lived experience and, and representation and whatever falls apart if you just... You know, watch good shit from all around, and and it's transgressive, and you get that you all the all these other countries, including Squid Game. Like everyone watches Squid Game because oh fucking wicked, and you go yeah, it's 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 good because it's what we used to do like here before we stopped in in the West before we stopped making proper things. You know? Yeah, but I had to read subtitles. Well, you did mm. have to read subtitles. That's what we're talking about here, isn't it? Because that's why, and that's why this episode won't do as well <laughs> as others. <laughs> Because this movie's French, yeah. and you gotta watch subtitles. But there's not many of them, really. It's no. quite a, you know. And that last scene, no talking. Mm. <laughs> no. You get everything yeah. you need. Just all more. Just all sound, sound design. Yeah. All right, I have some reviews. Yes, yeah, Stephen Holden of the New York Times wrote, "Rebo's extraordinary performance conveys." Anace's mixture of precocious insight, animal canniness, and vulnerability so powerfully that it ranks amongst the richest screen portrayals of a child ever filmed. Um, Slant Magazine, Ed Gonzalez from Slant Magazine said, uh, Fat Girl was a startling vision, vision of the prickly crawl space between innocent and sexual awakening. Yes, uh, and a variety magazine. Softballing. They're all softballing because mm. fr- what they're essentially saying is foreign and foreign that. Foreign and that, yep. Gets a pass. It's a bit foreign mm. and that. 
Like if this American, they'd say, this movie is a rape culture, the mm. movie uh, <laughs> with a fat girl in it. Well, Australia's <laughs> own David Stratton says, despite this oh. disappointing conclusion, it's hard not to be affected by the film because of the director's frank approach to her subject and the sheer skill with which she tells her story. Fat Girl is beautifully uh, photographed and uh, framed by Greek lenser Yorgos Avantis and sensibly eschews a music track in favour of natural sounds. During the ominous freeway sequence, the car radio blares out David Bowie's significantly titled The Pretty Things Are Going to Hell. And I thought I would grab just a few uh, review sort of headlines from IMDb, okay? So, someone called uh, Nora Lee says, well, gave it a 9 out of 10 and said, should be required viewing in sex ed classes for young teens. Um, Anne Holloway 360 gave it 1 out of 10 and called it black and bloodless at the same time. Uh, I know. Uh, Schnodel gave it 1 out of 10 and called it pretentious and pointless. Uh, Jabo gave it 10 out of 10 saying uh, heterosexuality in a mess was their take on that uh, Florence C gave it 1 out of 10 calling it awful and uh, Jotix100 gave it 1 out of 10 and saying I'm going on a crash diet <laughs> so there you go. I hated it. Hated it from a different yes. angle. So all the all the, it was interesting though. All Great the reviews. IMDb reviews are like either, it's either one or it's nine. It's two or it's this 10. is a this is a one or a ten movie mm. though. Yes. That's yeah. the beauty. We need more one or ten movies. Well, the problem is we've been making yeah right five out of ten movies mm. yeah right movies. Yeah. Whereas the the movies that are great are the ones that are. Ones or tens, mm. Mm. because it's it's pleasing someone and and pissing off everyone else. Mm. So that's yeah, they're, they're great reviews. And Dave Stratton can fuck off. This movie, uh, the ending of this movie, is spectacular, and it's the reason it's great. Yeah, yeah. it's the reason the movie's great. If they without this ending, it would be just a French film festival movie where mm. you go because at the French film they never play the good stuff. They never play this. If you go to the French film festival. It would be not mm. this. It would be the, the it would be fat girl, but with the ending where yeah, it's just like I don't know. The fat girl ends up going out with yeah. Fernando, <laughs> and and no, and especially no with the lead up, like I was talking about before, that that you think that they're going to have a car accident, yeah, yeah, and then you think that something's going to happen to the sister. Like I was on the edge of my seat. Like I was like, what's going to happen? I feel like the ending is is prefigured in in some respects. Like like she, it doesn't come out of completely nowhere because. We do have creepy nursery rhymes. Mm. We do have bizarre behavior. We do have a lot of there's darkness earlier in the film that that late, except that this is just a, a big leap up. That's all. But it's all. But that could have happened there. in a car accident mm. that they showed, or yeah. in um, her getting kidnapped, or running yeah. away and dying, True. or something, or committing suicide in the toilets, or. Or it could have been like from dusk till dawn, where they rock up at the bar and then everyone turns into vampires and it's a big shootout. <laughs> I feel no, that's what the twenty twenty two. That's right. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. They'd love zombies that. and all that yeah. shit. Yeah. Where it was more like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of that, that shock great that movie. I felt in the cinema. Yeah. All right, me too. Meter hit us. 
Yes. All right. Okay. So the big defense from so-called cinephiles and other perverts is that any of the things we see in this film were conceived of by a female writer-director in Catherine Belay. Well, I'm sorry to report that this film is not is not some kind of debunking of the male gaze, but is actually the female-captured male-endorsed gaze, okay? Which is worse, actually. We see teen titties, bush, a nubile girl taking, uh, you know, get taken via the tradesman's <laughs> entrance. And the only explanation is that Brillet is a self-hating woman or that she has uh, been hypnotized by the patriarchy to become some sort of artsy pick-me girl. Shame, shame, shame. Okay. There are positives, however. The fact that every male in the film, from Fernando to the truck drivers to the raper man, are all lying brutal sex pests out to get uh, to get it wet uh, no matter the cost. Um, jail, murder, they'll do anything, you know, as I say, to, 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 to get in there and, and, and root around. Uh, and in this way, it's a documentary, I feel. <laughs> but the fat shaming, as Ricky mentioned earlier, uh, apparent in the English title, is, is not appreciated, okay? The French, uh, to my sister, would have been more appropriate, but instead we are told bafflingly by the title that the weight of an ace is somehow unappealing or ill-advised. This is old world thinking, as we know. It's normal to eat constantly, uh, to not exercise, and to, man, and to demand to be seen as a queen and a sexy bitch. In fact, dressing up in slutty outfits is only okay if you're a fat slob, okay? So, no, Catherine Belay, I don't think it's transgressive that you call your film Fat Girl. I think it's anti-BBW, which is essentially the new racism. Dare I say, the real racism. And until Jordan Peterson says that Lizzo and whatever the next fat, you know, one is, is gorgeous, then progress can never be made. All right. Almost there. <laughs> this is a very controversial subject. As you all know, the most troubling aspect of the underage sex portrayed is that it is a little too judgmental of kinks, uh, such as, you know, we've talked about in the past. Minor attracted persons, for example, uh, as the left has told us, there's nothing inherently wrong with uh, talking about or initiating uh, children into sex, but making it heteronormative, that's the real problem here. Again, no mention of pansexuality, demisexuality, power bottoming, furries, cucks, uh, cocks and cucks and bulls and <laughs> pegging and whatever the fuck else. You know, what, what, what's the point of talking to young children about gender, sex and sexuality if I can't bring up using dental dams in your disabled, you know, my disabled trans lesbian relationship, all right? So there's a lot to consider there. I feel out of 10... What do we give this? It's very high. I, I reckon it's, it's yeah. nine. The heteronormativity, nine. I think, makes it Because <laughs> yeah, you heard that. it in one of those dumb reviews. <laughs> yes. yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. That's all they care about, man. They would watch this and go, fuck, this he what is this heteronormativity? And he goes, that it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, they're like, and they're like, yeah, pretty much. The cast is three people. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, where's the representation? And you go, well, it's the one family. I know. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like, they like, there could be some some other ones in there. And you go, other what? And they go, just, I don't know, just some some other stuff. <laughs> tired. They're tired. And then it. you're like, maybe the people by the pool were. What do we know? Yeah, they were. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was high. Now, uh, the boobometer, jailbait edition. <laughs> I will. I will. I I will say, frankly, not that good. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, but then again, was it the nipple think, color? 
Look. Beige. I mean, you should, you got to go easy. It was, to be honest, the, the, I was just, you look at them and it was very uncomfortable. You're just like, oh, goodness <laughs> me. Go, stop that. Stop that now. Stop it. This is not appropriate. So, um, yeah, not good. But but Brelay's already mentioned. She's disappointed. She's like, I wanted there to be no bosoms. Mm. So, But she, she still got them out. She got them she out anyway. She still told her to get them out. She didn't care. And yeah, they were. it was very confronting. And we've had some uh, moments of child nudity in, in, in the show. Uh, uh, El Topo, I think, mm. was, was mm. one. Um, you know, but this this was definitely... You know, more confronting, obviously, because it was sexualized and and um, oh, she lifts up her top and looks in the mirror and says, "Putan." Yeah. <laughs> yes. And you go, "Jesus, I forgot about that." Yes. Great, what a great little <laughs> bit, eh? Putan. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I fucking love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff. I think it's been all worth it. It's been all worth it. <laughs> well, well, I think, um, you know, we, we'll put uh, Catherine um, on the shelf for a while. I looked at the rest of her films and I'm just like, well, you know, life is short and we've got we've got a lot of other things to cover. And I think maybe, Ricky, look, you mentioned The Koreans. Why don't we do, is it The Handmaiden? Is this the movie you wanted us to yes. watch? Great. Okay, well, you've mentioned it there, so we're sort of getting into... You mentioned Koreans, mm. Korea, and they're off the chain, so let's test your theory. Let's, let's see where Ooh. that's at. So it's called The Handmaid, and I think it's some um, old boy director, man. The, the famous um, one. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so uh, what's his name? Uh, Park Chan-wook. There you go. Yeah. Uh, came out in 2016. So, oh, that would be even better that it's a 2016 movie because that's the year America done lost its mind. So mm. we get to sort of look at and say, wow, there's other stuff going on other than Trump. Yeah. You know? mm. So that's what we'll do. Awesome. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Oh, these chicks look hot, by the way. Wow. <laughs> oh, I won't even. I won't say any more than that. You're you're going to catch the yellow fever for sure. I got it. So. <laughs> I do can't. Can't give it to me twice. <laughs> Don't tell Katie. All right. Well, until next time. Oh, well, we said what we said. Oh, God. Said what said. I'm out. <laughs> you should be. Till next time. Longer than you flesh. Longer than you flesh. That is a total fake cock, so don't you get any ideas.